Welcome, Fibers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, the movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. It's time, once again, to join your hosts Q and J in the writer's room for an other stuff, too, discussion you'll definitely agree with. High Five, the podcast, is not responsible for your agreement or disagreement with our discussions, but if you don't agree with us, you're wrong. And now, on with the show. What up, Jay? Beep, bop, boop, bop, beep, ba, duck, cue, 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 here I go. I don't know. Jay, 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 Jay. I'm pretty sure that was the original version of that song before the Nintendo execs made them change it. I don't know how they knew about us when they developed that game, but I'm not going to complain. I still haven't seen any royalties from it. I have no idea how they knew about us either. Q coyly covers up his DeLorean in the background. <laughs> and instead of an instead of a, a sports almanac, it's a Nintendo Power. <laughs> I just You're like just, oh, hiding whoops. it behind the seat. It's like Nintendo developing new soundtrack for a game. Boop 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 boop. It's your video games, Q. <laughs> They're They've got your video games. They're assholes. We've got to go back. <laughs> it's your it's your video games. Turns out they're assholes in the future. It's Super Mario 2 Q. There's big problems with it. Speaking of recording things for in the future, here we are, not on a Wednesday, recording an episode that's coming out on a Wednesday. Don't give away the secret sauce, man. No one knows no one wants to know how the sausage is made. <laughs> here we are. Wednesday, August 28th. 2019 and Coming what are we to here? you live we're here to do two th- one of two things fuck shit up or talk about other stuff too and it turns and, and out i'm all out of fucking shit up <laughs> yeah so should we just talk about some other stuff too why not other stuff too moody and stuff i love your stuff weird stuff sensitive stuff taxing stuff evil stuff piggling little stuff heavy stuff big boy stuff super cool stuff you wouldn't understand All right, so that's it. Good thing that right before the recording, you ran out of fucking shit up. Right. Uh, You know what? It it, it was either that or chewing gum, and I was all out of both. (laughs) Turns out the shit that I fucked up packs a gum. (laughs) Turns out I just had to record a podcast episode instead. What do you know? Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Speaking of... Speaking of who knew, I want to once again plug, and I'm going to keep doing this until they give us some uh, pro- some like promo reels to play before and after our episodes. Oh yeah, but let's uh, let's uh, talk about our generous overlords, uh, Project Dash Nerd. Yep, uh, we got to talk get about that them. Dash in there, guys. Turns out, who knew? They knew. They knew? They knew there's something special here. They were like, Q and J, that sounds vaguely familiar from a video game that used to play on <laughs> Nintendo. Were they part of a theme song? I don't know, but we should have them on our podcast network. So, yeah, guys, if you're listening to us, that means you're listening within the par- Project Nerd podcast family, uh, which we are happy to be a part of. So, Fivers. Project Nerders. I don't know what. Do they call them Nerd Herders? I don't know what they call their. If followers they don't, they readers. should. Now. They should. They are now. You're so welcome. Survivors, Nerd Herders, unite, unite, join forces, and rise up against the robot overlords. Nerd Avengers assemble. <laughs> so now that we've given them a plug, yeah, uh, we can move on to the other stuff. Hey Jay. Hey Q. That's what I was getting to before yeah. you tried to do the business side of things. Sorry, man. Oh no, it's it's you were doing the right thing. I, I was have doing to the do wrong it, thing. otherwise they take my take out my kneecaps. <laughs> but then they put them back in. It's really weird. <laughs> right. They it's just <laughs> they take them out. They show them to you. Right. They put them right back in. They're like very efficient. Very like oddly good at surgical procedures. <laughs> Weirdly, I don't know how, but you know what? Also, they watch a lot of YouTube videos. I'm not sure how it's threatening at all because somehow they do it completely unpainlessly. Like so, painlessly. So it's very <laughs> <Wait>. painful. <laughs> Yes. 
<laughs> yep, that's actually that's subconsciously the, clearly what I meant to say. That's the worst way that they could do it. Q yeah, is like we we would do this painlessly, but we're gonna do it unpainlessly, like like completely unpainlessly. Well, that sounds good, but I feel like I'm gonna hurt a lot. You definitely are. This I is unpainless. <laughs> Like oh what? A, what a God, terrible thing! So you walk into funny. the doctor's like, "Don't worry, this is going to be a very unpainless <laughs> procedure." It's like, "Well, damn!" No, no. At first, you're like, "Okay, oh, great," and then the doctor leaves you like, "Wait, f what the fuck did he say? <laughs> did he say unpainless?" Ow! 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 <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, my kneecaps!" Yeah. Damn this unpainless procedure. And that's why. Just, you know, guys, you don't go to Project Dash Nerd for surgeries. <laughs> yes. That was what I was about to say. That's why PSA from High Five Colon the podcast don't use podcasters for medical procedures. No, they're Just good don't. at podcasting oh, and great. doing other nerd related oh, things. The best. Surgery? Not great. Not, not good. I, Very unpainless. I'm going to say we do not endorse. Their surgical arm. <laughs> no, do not. That was a, that's a weird wing they've been trying to get off <laughs> the ground for a while now. Honestly, we tried it out because it's free for us because we're part of the network. Turns but, out, don't do it. Turns out, we figured out why it's free. <laughs> right. It's very unpainless. <laughs> yes. And then, weirdly enough, my insurance made me pay them. <laughs> I don't know how that worked. Continuing the unpainlessness <laughs> of the entire situation. <laughs> And then it became metaphorically unpainless. Uh, so speaking of unpainless things, or painless things, uh, what's you been up to this past week? Oh, man. Okay, so as you know, and I'll let all the listeners know, my air conditioning went out about a week and a half ago. So we're going on day 13 now without any air conditioning. So it's about 1,000 degrees in our house. <laughs> is that an accurate measurement? No, it's not. Um, but it is a metaphorical and very unpainless <laughs> I thought measurement. You, I thought you were going to say, I was hoping you would go with, uh, yeah, that's actually, it, all right, you're right. That was not correct. It's 1,048 yeah. degrees. Turns out it's the fucking sun in my house. <laughs> yeah, turns <laughs> so. out I moved to the sun. So that's what we've been dealing with that for about a week. But what we have done is we've like we are lucky enough to borrow some AC units from some coworkers. So we've made like a couple rooms in the house. Borrow, yeah. aka you went with like metal cutters and, and stole their them, AC yeah. units outside of their houses. Exactly. And for everyone listening, uh, Q is doing heavy air quotes, and they're <laughs> just des like they're deserved. Borrowed. Yeah. Um. And so we've made like two rooms in the house, like ice boxes. So those are the rooms nice. that we sit and watch TV in because we can't go anywhere else in the house because it feels like the Sahara. And Can not the good Sahara with not Math Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> That's not the good Sahara. <laughs> the good Sahara is the desert. Can I ask you a question? Is one of these rooms the bathroom? Of course. Because I'm going to be honest, nobody likes to take a hot shit. <laughs> 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 Listen, pooping, pooping is, a, is a pleasurable experience. I don't care what anybody says. Everybody poops. They have a whole children's book they got about a, it. Got multiple books about it. Right. So everybody poops. Everybody knows that. But if if there's one thing I don't want while I'm pooping, it's to be it's to in be a moist. room that's a thousand degrees. You don't want to be have like a, a lightly sheen of sweat across your entire body. I don't. I do not. So I do not. What you're saying, Q, and hot take by the way, which is the same <laughs> hot take thing, on hot is, shit is. You don't want to be moist when you're dutying. I don't. I don't. I I would say that that's a, probably shared by many people. Good. Good. Everybody tweet at us. Let us know if you don't like taking a hot poop. <laughs> do, you want, do you want to take a hot take? Hot take? Hashtag hot take. That's it. Hot take. Uh, well, people do enjoy like hot yoga. There are many hot activities yeah. that people enjoy. Pooping. Hot toddies. Not one of it. Not poopers. Right. Nope. Yeah, I don't even know where to go from that. Now, um, I do have a question though. Yes. Um, because your your house is basically a hot yoga studio at this point. Have you guys taken some time to bust out some yoga moves? We haven't. Um, I have cried a lot, which I think <laughs> happens in hot yoga. It does definitely. Um, have so you invited people over and started charging? Them? Yes. We well we turned it into the the strong sauna. 
Oh, Astrana. Astrana. Yeah. Got it. And I so it. we did that, and uh, weirdly, people aren't paying us. Um, <laughs> nope. But then again, we are just, like, pulling in people from off the street and then won't let them leave until they pay us. Got it. Um, so, you know, a lot of police calls. Very um, people under the stairs. Yes. Very, very much. Uh, very it. similar. Um, but what we have been doing, because we can't leave the rooms that are cold, is we've been catching up on a lot of movies and TV shows. Nice. So, so I finally saw the Rocket Man. Ooh, and? Super good, man. Great recommendation. I, thank thank you. you for telling me You're that, so welcome. that you really enjoyed it. I also really enjoyed it. Now, you know, I think you even said it to me. It follows similar story beats as a lot of other biopic musicals. Definitely. But the way that they did it was just it made me so happy just to for watch sure. it for um, sure and man uh is it Tarum? what's his Ta- name taron taron Tar- edgerton he's so good dude i i was stunned by how good he was in this movie i mean get back honky cat you know what i'm saying better like, get back to the woods my goodness because taron edgerton's coming through <laughs> now the thing is i was even talking to amanda about this is like i'm having a hard time watching this movie knowing full well that that was the same actor that was in Robin Hood. Oh, I because know. that movie is damn near unwatchable. Sure. Well, Have you seen the Robin Hood? The I, I damn near watched half of it, <laughs> and, it, then de- it and then decided it was indeed unwatchable. It's I couldn't get through it either. I didn't finish it. Maybe the last act is amazing, but, man, I could sure. not make it. I'm guessing not. They couldn't even hook me in with Jamie Foxx. No. I was like, nope, nope. still out. Um, so we watched that. We watched um, uh, Long Shot, the Seth Rogen, Charlie oh, Theron yeah. movie. How was that? Pretty good. Better yeah. than I expected it to be. That's fair. Is it a rom-com? It is, but it's, I mean, it is. It follows all the beats as a rom-com, but it's worth it. Like, it was good. I, right. I, I recommend it. Fair. Um, <clears throat> and then the other thing that we watched, and I, I want to sit on this for a minute because I know you watched it too. Okay. We binged the boys. Oh, yeah. We binged the boys. And holy crap, that may be one of my favorite shows of this year. I could not agree more. Now, I do have a question. We're gonna, I'm going to jump straight to the end. So if anybody hasn't finished the boys, uh, tune out for like five minutes. Sure. Okay. Um, but did you think that the finale felt like a finale of a season? kind of just felt like it felt very anticlimactic to me and like they were just like and here's some new plot points here later (laughs) here's here's what i'll say is that i felt like the very end was a climactic season finale sure but the rest of the episode didn't really justify it because you still had like like characters like mother's milk right and huey who and frenchie who are just unaccounted for at the end you know what i mean like they're just like they get into a scrape earlier in the episode and then they're just like well we're not going to tell you about what happens to them until next season and i will say uh, until that point i agreed with you and then i was like that doesn't feel like solid right writing now the homelander and billy butcher stuff Yep. Definitely. Oh, for sure. But I feel like they almost were like, and we're going to shift focus to just these characters, and that's all we're going to worry about for this right. episode. Right, because all the stuff that happened between Homelander and Elizabeth Shue, uh, especially when Billy Butcher was in her house, yes. and then the reveal at the end of but which, by the way, I did not predict. Um that she was still that Billy Butcher's wife was still wandering around. I will say I did call that as did, soon as the doctor told Homelander that the the situation basically right. that he had uh, impregnated Billy Butcher's wife and that she didn't survive the pregnancy. Right. I immediately looked at Haley and I was like, yes, she did. I was See, like, I feel it in my soul of souls that they're going to reveal at the end of this, that she good did survive you. and that, well, I don't know. Usually you and I are like, Eye to eye on yeah. these kind of eye to eye, um, but I guess we weren't on this one. That that surprises me because well, I feel like it was kind of telegraphed. He, well, here's the thing: I think I was so focused on the reveal of well, she was pregnant with Homelander's baby because That's that fair. was like the first quote unquote reveal. Like she was sitting on that that park bench and she was thinking, and then she disappeared. 
I was I was more focused on that aspect of it of oh well she was most definitely you know uh impregnated by homelander and she had his super baby and the baby's walking around somewhere so i spent most of the season trying to pinpoint who was an eight-year-old superhero (laughs) (laughs) and and i didn't and on and honestly i'll i'll say this i have read some of the comics sure and billy butcher's wife definitely is dead in the comics Oh, really? And so, so they, so they I, did change it. Yeah, so I wasn't even thinking along those lines. I was just thinking, oh, the kid is alive, and I was trying to find the kid. Never gave the wife a second thought. Got it. So that's, that's kind of where, where I landed. But here, here's, my, here's my just assessment of the show, and then I'm, I'm curious on your opinions. Okay. I, <clears throat> I loved it. I thought that it's the perfect counterbalance to the Marvel Universe. Now, I love the Marvel Universe. I love that those tentpole movies exist. I am so happy that we get them. But they're so positive and they're so mainstream and they're so exactly what they are that I sort of need a counterbalance to that. And because I don't get every year a new super by James Gunn, I needed something to counterbalance uh, the Marvel Universe. Now, that should be the DC Universe, but we've all seen those movies, and it's not. Right. And this show is, I think, that counterbalance. Like, I think it gives me the exact opposite of what I like and love about the Marvel Universe, but everything else that I want. I can totally get behind that. I really can. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that it... I think you initially, because you started watching it before yes. I started watching it. You recommended it to me. I definitely told you you needed to watch it. And you said that it it felt kind of kick-assy. Mm-hmm. Um, I will agree with that assessment 100%. Definitely felt like it took place in this like cynical version of superhero-dom. Yep. Um, I will say that I I think the thing that I was blown away by most outside of just the basic concept of the show was probably the performances. Thank you. Yes. Um, I will say that first off, uh, Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid's son, their offspring, Jack Quaid, Jack Quaid is fucking awesome. He's amazing. That dude. I want to see him in more things like he is. What's so funny is like you had mentioned, um, Simon Pegg plays his dad, yes. right? And Simon Pegg um, was the basis for the character of the Huey comics. when the comics originally came out. And if anybody doubts that, just go look up comic pictures of Huey because he looks exactly like Simon Pegg. Well, here's what's crazy. The, after watching The Boys, my initial thought was, holy shit, uh... Jack Quaid is current day Simon Pegg. <laughs> like, like he doesn't look the same, but I would cast him in the same things yeah. that I would want Simon Pegg in. He so I felt like that casting was so perfect for that role. He did that kind of like stuttery, unsure of himself, but then yep. also a little like manic and kind of yep. crazy and just had this like, he he had a really exceptional performance. I was very impressed. I, I so I, I'll I'll touch on Jack Quaid as well because I agree with that. And once I realized that he was Dennis Quaid's son, I couldn't not see young Dennis Quaid in his face and his kind of acting expressions. Sure. But it's so fun to watch him in his role because the only other thing I've really seen him in was he had a bit part in that Rampage movie with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Right. And he's kind of an arrogant asshole in that movie. Sure. And I think he plays this a lot better. Now, I know that he was in a rom-com, and I don't... I haven't seen that one, so maybe he plays kind of this nervous love interest in that, and I'm sure he's great, but I was very impressed by him. Now, uh, as you know, Q, and I think I've said on the podcast before, I love Carl Urban in just about anything. Um you know, sure. give me Lord of the Rings. Great. You give me Star Trek reboots. Awesome. You give me old episodes of Hercules, the TV show uh, with Kevin Sorbo. Awesome. But you give me dread and I jizz in my pants a- all over it. <laughs> and him as Billy Butcher was just golden. Oh, for sure. But here's the thing I want to focus on. The guy I'm going to look up his name too, Anthony Starr, the guy who plays Homelander. 
Give him all the Emmys. Sure. Holy crap. I mean, he was so good at being scary and uh, forward-facing and pop culture-loving. And he it, he was one of the scariest TV villains I've seen in a long time. I 100% agree with that. Um, but scary in a very, like, uh, Captain like a, America scary ca- kind like of way. Like Captain America, but like, wh- like Gus Fring if he had superpowers. What if, no, I was even going to say, what if Captain America broke bad? Yeah. Like, that's what it is. Like, unstoppable. But it was th- there was just a handful of scenes. I mean, there are many scenes, but one of the first scenes I remember is, uh, you remember early on in the show where the deep... Um, played by Chase Crawford, of all people, who does very who does, good. He does really well. But when he tells Vought or whatever, and Homelander's confronting him and just sort of like slightly rubs his thumb over his neck. Yeah. And it was just like so intimidating, but it was so small. There were just a handful of scenes like that throughout the show where he would just turn on a dime and he would be pleasant, but so villainous. Um, can I also call out somebody else who really, really, really impressed me? And that is the guy who played Frenchie. Oh, I love that guy. And I don't know how to say his name, and I'm probably going to butcher it here, but it's I think it's Tomer Capon. That's good enough for me. Um, this dude was so, like, I could identify with Frenchie. Yep. Like, he started out as this really kind of, like, off-putting like thuggy dude and then ended up being one of the most endearing characters like almost maybe the only one with a real heart on his, this show <laughs> his dedication to the female was great amazing now one thing i had such a hard time getting my brain to understand the fact that annie um What's her superhero name? Uh, Starlight. Starlight was not Kate Mara. (laughs) Right? Like, like my brain still doesn't. I can pull up pictures of them side by side. They look freakishly similar. And their, like, personality traits and the way they act. I watched half of the first season going, whoa, I can't believe they got Kate Mara to be in this. Like, what a really (laughs) big get. And then I looked it up and I'm like, Aaron Moriarty. I don't know who that is. She is a Kate Mara doppelganger. Like, yeah. who are you, Aaron Moriarty? The and only thing I'd seen her in was The Leftovers. Yeah, but she it's like the same per, like yeah. they they're very similar. Although I will say now that I'm looking at a picture again, I feel like it's Kate Mara and Selena Gomez had a baby. Just smooshed together. Like you smooshed them into a person. <laughs> I can and see that. And then you get Aaron Moriarty. You know what you know what I had a tough time getting my head around when I was watching the boys? What's that? The fact that the actor who played A Train was the same guy from Independence Day Resurgence. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is understandable as I did feel like he was the weakest part of the boys. He is probably the weakest part of the boys, but honestly, his acting in the boys was miles above what he did in Resurgence. Well, let's be honest. That is not difficult. No. That no. is a terrible movie for all involved. <laughs> for everyone. It tarnished everyone's record. Oh. Uh but yeah, no, that's great. I'm glad you watched The Boys. I binge watched it too. We loved it. We thought it was great. I can't wait for the second season, which they're already yeah. filming is definitely happening. I'm very, Seth very Rogen excited about that. Seth Rogen even tweeted out that like he's seen the first episode of season two and it's better than he thought it was going to be. I uh, don't know what that means. What does that mean? Like, was he like, well, this is, season two is going to be shit. So, hey, Maybe. it turns out it's better than I it, thought it was going to be. I, I think he probably meant it like, I didn't have high hopes for that. No, of course, he thought it was going to be great, but it was even better than he thought. Got it. Context is everything. <laughs> great. It's awesome. Turns what about out. what about you? What have you been uh what have you been watching? We talked we trying we've to think advertised for the boys enough. That's true. Uh Amazon pay us. Uh honestly, uh one of the things that we've been watching the most is Haley has never seen Breaking Bad. Oh, and so man. conveniently just announced this past weekend that Netflix is surprised album releasing a uh, El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie on October 11th, which is insane that it's, it's like two months away. Six, and yeah. no, 
I guess the craziest part is at you and I being like huge movie nerds. We're scouring movie websites like of all day, every day. How the fuck did this movie get made without anybody knowing that it was being made? <laughs> it was so weird because I remember reading rumors that a Breaking Bad movie might be in the right. works and that Aaron Paul was in talks to possibly do something with it. And then the next bit of news was, it's done, there's a trailer, and it's coming out in six weeks. That fucking blew my mind. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? How, like, that How? itself is a feat in today's times yeah. where literally every person has an instant connection to the rest of the world in their pocket. And if they see you even looking like you're going to film right. something that they may recognize from pop culture, you're all over the internet instantaneously. <laughs> right. So the fact that they were somehow able to film this movie in its entirety, finish it in post, like... Have the entire thing done and have literally no one being like, hey, man, they already made right a Breaking Bad movie. Like, no one saw Brian Cranston walk around with a bald head? Come on. Like, so I think that in itself is what I'm most – I'm like, of course I'm excited for the movie, but I'm most just flabbergasted that it exists and I'm going <laughs> to see it in, like, a month. <laughs> Did you? Do you think – so do you remember when Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul were going around and they were like pimping a, like a vodka or a tequila? It's, that their, they... it's their mezcal brand. Mezcal, yes. okay. Do you think that was all a ploy and they were just filming that movie under the cover of running a mezcal ring? I will tell you this. That is exactly what I thought as soon as this news hit. I was like, son of a bitch, it's, under, it's been under our nose the entire time. And people even speculated because when they started releasing those pictures, people were like, oh shit, they're filming a movie. They're filming yeah. it. It's happening. It's happening. And, and they're like, they nope, had that reveal. Tequila. They're like, nope, we're running a Mezcal company. And yeah. people were like, oh, all right. Moving on to other news. Wait, hold on, Q. Wait. Is that what Dan Aykroyd's been doing? Are we getting Ghostbusters 3 for real? It turns out we are getting Ghostbusters 3 for real. So his whole alien head vodka Crystal thing. Crystal Skull vodka. That was just a, a ploy to yep. secretly film Ghostbusters 3 for 12 years? <laughs> yes. That is 100 We cracked correct. it, Q. We yep. did it. When Jason Reitman was 16 years old, he started filming <laughs> Ghostbusters 3. I knew it. It's happening. I knew it. We cracked it. It's happening. Uh, but no, so we're watching Breaking Bad for the first time. That's Haley, so I, wonderful. I mean, I've like seen a gift. It. Well, it's a gift to you because you get to watch someone watch it and experience the things that are going to happen. And I will tell you this. I haven't done. So I watched, I binged watched the first three seasons on Netflix and then caught up to the series as it was airing for the fourth and fifth seasons. We did that with the first two seasons and then we caught it on TV for the third, fourth and fifth. Perfect. So I have not done a rewatch since the initial watching. Ooh. So I will be honest with you. There is quite a bit that, I mean, obviously I know how the story goes. Sure. There is quite a bit that I forgot about. So on some level, it's almost like a, like a fresh watch for me. Like, it's been a long yeah. enough time period that I have forgotten some, like, subplots and things right. that happen. But, like, you know the big stuff. Like, you know who it is that knocks. For sure. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. But that's the, But that is the, an interesting thing, though, because even thinking back on the first couple seasons of Breaking Bad, and I know you're experiencing this now, but we think of Breaking Bad kind of as we remember it from the last couple of seasons. But the first season, they were kind of figuring themselves out. That was before the character of Saul got introduced, so they really had Hank be kind of the comedic aspect of it. They yep. had him, you know, dealing with his wife's kleptomania, and there was all this, like, purple. They, they made him the butt of a lot of jokes before realizing how good a character that Hank could be, and then introducing Jimmy and his friends as sort of the comedic elements of the show. I will say that the first season, upon rewatch, does feel starkly different from the second season, even. Yeah. Like, it feels like there was a whole, there was a real tonal shift, and they really dialed in the characters by the second season. You're yeah. absolutely right. The first season does feel like they're still kind of f trying to figure out their characters and right. figure out the footing and, and the trajectory. Um, but it's really good. And something else that blew my mind, kind of the whole, like, 
how the fuck did this get made without anybody knowing? Somehow, somehow, Haley has managed to stay 100% spoiler free what? on Breaking Bad. So she has no idea what is going to happen. How is that possible? I don't know. I don't know. Have you guys gotten to the point in the show where you meet Gus yet? No. Oh, she's we're, got, you guys are so we're, much we're literally, good stuff coming. We're literally like third episode of season two. Oh, there's so much good coming. Yeah. I'm so oh, excited for both of you. I know. So this is a, a really fun rewatch. So hopefully, and I told her, I was like, we got to finish it by October 11th. Oh, I yeah. I want to finish the season, or I want to finish the series, and then I want to both watch the movie together for the first time. So, okay, what's your prediction for what's going to happen in El Camino? Uh, because Haley is sitting relatively nearby, oh, you I don't, do not want to okay. say. <laughs> nope, okay. Then let's, we'll cut that right there and let's move on to, um, can well, we, we haven't even, we haven't talked about the Spider-Man news. Yeah. So let's, uh, first off hot take today, a clip is circulating of Jeff Goldblum reacting to hearing <laughs> that was so funny. To hearing the Spider-Man news. If anybody hasn't seen it yet, please do yourself a favor. Just Google uh, Jeff Goldblum reacts to Spider-Man. And you will have a treat of a very short clip of an interviewer asking him on some sort of red carpet what he thinks about the news of Spider-Man potentially leaving the MCU due to the Sony shakeup. And his reaction is nothing short of glorious Goldblum. It is 100%. Gold. He's at his gold bloomiest. He really is. If you thought that he was bizarre before, <laughs> just wait till you see how he reacts to this news. He is o- so almost as wonderful. if he has no idea what a Marvel is, <laughs> and forgetting that he was in one of their movies. Sure, like, a great one. A great one. It's very funny. So please watch that. Um, my personal feeling on it is this, man. Like. I fucking hate Sony. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm just kidding. Um, I love Sony. I-, I think I think we're getting into that weird territory, man, where uh, money speaks louder than yeah. your fans. And I think, uh, you know, recently Spider-Man uh, Far From Home crossed the billion-dollar mark. It right. was the first time in Sony history that one of their movies has crossed the billion-dollar mark. And I think that they just saw those dollar signs and went, "Hey, man, why we are we spli- wait? Why are we splitting this with people? Like, I want the full billion for myself. Why am I giving a percentage to Marvel?" And but here, here's kind of my my worry about that is like I'm fine if if Sony wants to reclaim the character. Look, I got to have Spider Man in five yeah. solid movies, and they you know were I mean? solid. Like, five solid times I have seen him interact with other MCU characters, and my heart is happier for it. And it it. was exactly the Spider-Man I wanted to see. Yes. So if it's time for him to go because Sony doesn't want to play in the sandbox with Marvel anymore, okay. Like, I've mourned his death (laughs) ever since the first Infinity Wars movie. Right. Um, So I'm fine with it. Would I like to see more Spider-Man? You bet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. With Tom Holland, 100%. Like, I'll watch that dude all day long as Spider-Man. Yeah. I fucking love him. I think he's a great – He is. I think he is cinematically the best Peter Parker we've had on screen yet. Like, I would agree. The best Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. He has yeah, he's the best combo. Both. Yep. Um, but if it's time to say goodbye to that character for me, okay, too. Here's what I don't want. What I don't want is them – is Sony to be like, okay – we're going to keep giving you Tom Harlan, Tom Holland, Spider-Man movies, but now we're going to connect it to our shittier movies like Venom. <laughs> and no longer will you get to see him at all reference Tony Stark or interact with the MCU as you know that it exists. Yeah, that is what I do not want to see happen, because I feel like the MCU has embedded so much of its DNA in the new Spider-Man iteration that it would be. It would be almost like cutting off a limb to try and continue using it in the form that it's in. 
Yeah, I, I kind of, I'm in the same boat as you. I think it's sad. I, you know, I think, and, and I, you know, I haven't been in the, in the meetings. They never invited me. So sure. I don't know oh, like the behind the wait, scenes. Wait, you didn't get the invite? No, you're going to have to fill me in. I'm going right, to listen to your later. recordings. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I, it does feel like a Sony's kind of a, we're going to take our toys and go home type right. of move. What I feel like may happen. And though this is, you've seen far from home, right? Q? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is spoilers for the end of that movie, so if, if you don't want to know how that movie ends, jump ahead like 30 seconds. But at the end of Far From Home, you know how they reveal that Peter Parker is Spider-Man? Yes. I almost feel like they're going to use that as the impetus for him to quote-unquote go into hiding and then move across the country to San Francisco where Venom takes place. I would, um, okay. I would be okay with that if yeah. that kind of thing happens. But... Like as soon as he he can't pop up as Spider Man. That's so, like be as the soon thing. as he as soon as he does, people are gonna be like, "Oh, look, it's Spider Man!" Like we know him. There's a huge problem with yeah. That would be the gap that they have to to cross. The, Do you if, think if you will? it's possible that they switch to Miles Morales? Maybe, maybe because that they could own ha- that one. I know, and that could happen. I could see them like. Peter Parker has been outed as Spider-Man yeah. and has to go into hiding. But what happens when you see Spider-Man and Peter Parker at the same yeah. time? Like, what if Spy- what if Tom Holland Spider-Man, quote-unquote, retires at the beginning of the next one and Miles Morales, like, takes over? Right. Like, Maybe. that would be fine. I, I'm totally ready for a Miles Morales Spider-Man. I don't um, know if they can beat into the Spider-Verse. No, but oh, what if that happens too? What if they like somehow retcon it into into the Spider Verse? Like you have Tom Holland, like like you have. Okay, check this out. Okay, I'm go- I'm going with you. Let's do it. Into the Spider Verse two opens with a live action Tom Holland dealing with the fallout from Far From Home. Okay, I'm here. A portal opens, animated. Uh, Miles Morales pops out. Roger Rabbit style. Roger Rabbit style. And is like, oh my God, what's happening here? And he's, you get Tom Holland and he's like, go back, go back, go back. It's like all ruined. They know who I am. Like, get out of here. Like, it can't happen. And boom, that's the end of the Tom Holland. But it's still like like the movie. (laughs) That's it. The movie is over. No, but it like it ties those worlds together. Spider Man colon Homeworld. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Far from the v- Spider Verse. I I love the idea of uh, of Miles Morales coming in animated, <laughs> and then it, it being directed by Zemeckis, and nobody referencing it. Right. There's like, oh, who's that new Spider Man? He's really shiny. <laughs> right? Yeah, they're just it's like, like he's ex- a cartoon. They just accept that he is kind of like Spider Pig yeah. in Into the Universe. Like, I don't want to freak him out. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, dude, animals talk in this universe. I don't know. That was maybe my favorite joke that he did. He had a lot of really funny jokes. John Mulaney is great. Is that again perfect casting? Sure. But like the idea of do spider do animals talk in this universe? I don't want to freak him out. So funny. So do you think? So do you think that that's a possibility that they just tie it into the into the Spider-Verse that that's how they use into the Spider-Verse to tie all of their loose threads together Venom and Maybe. Far From Home that it's just it all takes place in different multiverses? I think that would be a huge cop out, but I think it's I wouldn't put it past them. You think it would be a cop out? You wouldn't like that if that's the way they tied it up? I don't know. I almost feel like it would be a it was all a dream type of uh, thing. That's like fair. it was all a multiverse. I, I don't know. Whole, would, it was a multiverse the whole time. I would time. have to see it. I would, and, and like you were there, Tom Hardy, and you were there, Tom Holland, and you were there, Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, we're somehow in season five of Dallas. Right. Who, knows? Who shot by, JR? Step by step is over, and it's time to get back to JR. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what. Um, Something's going to happen. We'll find yeah, out. I don't know what they're going to do, but am I, am I, as Jeff Goldblum said in that interview, am I crestfallen? Nah. Eh. It's fine. Like, I, as a fan, I think you and I talked when we've talked Marvel in the past. I'm just happy to have gotten what I've gotten. Yeah, it's been if, great so far. If suddenly the entire MCU disappears tomorrow, I'll be like, sad, but I'll be like, but okay. I'm very grateful. Like that if the I Eternals the comes out times. and it's the worst movie ever and tanks the whole MCU, fine. I still got up to Endgame. That's exactly. Good like that is more than I ever expected yeah. as a fan. Good enough. Exactly. 
And so maybe that shows how low our expectations are that we're like, uh, that's fine. Like, I'm just happy to have gotten the little bit that I, am, I got. I am. I, you know what? You, you take pleasure in what you can. I'm but, happy to have had it. But I do feel like genuinely that is the case. Uh, speaking of Venom 2, though, can we talk about Venom 2? <laughs> sure. Did you see how I did that? Speaking of Venom 2, though, can we talk about Venom 2? Yeah, I mean, because you were just reading me a piece of news before we started recording, right. is that not only did they get the cinematographer from Once Upon a Time which in Hollywood, awesome, which, and goodness. a weird, a weird jump in yeah. in quality of films. Well, it's weird because the whole okay. Here's been my ride with Venom Two so far. Is I saw Venom and I was like, oh, and then I saw heard that Venom Two was being announced and I was like, oh. And then I heard that Andy Serkis was directing, and I was like, huh? <laughs> and then I heard that they got the cinematographer from Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I was like, oh. Wait, but then did you hear that Tom Hardy is is heavily rewriting the script? And then I was like, oh. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, we got Woody Harrelson back. I'm like, oh. And they're like, but he's playing Carnage. It's like, okay. <laughs> okay. And well, then he was in the end credits scene. Yes, but... In, in a the terrible worst wig. wig that I've ever like. Okay, I love Woody. I love Woody Harrelson so very much. Sure, but he's good enough to know that that was awful. Right, and they like it, he almost has like anime character freckles on his it face, like a joke. <laughs> like yeah, like it they looked like a funnier him. die sketch that was parodying. What an after credit scene with Carnage could look like. Like, they dressed him up as a cartoon character. It looked like a sketch on Jimmy Fallon. I'm looking at his, the picture of his face right Don't. now. Don't. It's it no. so stupid. It's so dumb. It's, have, it's like it's like oh, and I don't. They did it again. It's like Deathstroke with Joe Mangliano or whatever right. at the end of one of the Justice movies, and you're like, "What are you doing with like, this wig? Like this actor is great, but why are why? you making him look like? That? Why are you doing this? <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, that's how uh, I feel uh, about the Cletus Cassidy reveal of Woody, Woody yeah, Harrelson at the it, end of Venom. It's like screaming at the screen. It's like, why are you doing this to an actor that I like? It's like when I watch Mordecai <laughs> with Johnny it. Depp. I'm like, stop doing this to actors I like. <laughs> I agree. 100%. Uh, let's see what else has oh. been going on. Uh, Disney Plus is is on it's the... It is coming fast I've, and furious I've style. already budgeted for it. Same. And... How about that Mandalorian trailer? Oh, that that alone. If I hadn't already budgeted for Disney Plus, that alone, it'd be like it's like the Stranger Things of Disney Plus. Like I'd buy it just for that. Holy crap, did that trailer look good? Q, what did you think? I I totally agree. I think the trailer looks awesome. You get some Werner Herzog at the end. I was about to say end, Werner Herzog in there doing like, his Werner Herzogiest. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Life is futile. Do not <laughs> everything Life is futile on the edges of the galaxy. Existence is pain. Everyone will die. So is the way of the Mandalorian. <laughs> so is the way is the life of the bounty hunter then, and of the penguin. This is going to show how much, uh, how big of a nerd I am, but some fucking IG-88 I was going to say IG-88. Up in that trailer. Is the metal droid of the bounty hunters. I was like, fuck yeah. And he looks like he does. Yeah. Like, he's got, like, the weird, like, uh, bender from Futurama-style body And he was doing, like, the behind-the-back <laughs> shooting yeah. with the two guns. Honestly, when I saw IG-88, I was like, oh, am I getting Borsk? Like, oh, am man. I going to get, like, lizard bounty hunter? I hope so. I also hope so. Um, so that looked really good. I watched the uh, Lady and the Tramp trailer. Did you what watch did that? you think? Me and Amanda were going back and forth on this. I think it looks fine. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, I like that they're using real dogs. I thought it captured sure. the time and the feel of that movie. Yeah, it'll be good. cute. It's like a good kids movie. That's fine. The one I'm not super on board with is that Noel trailer. I they... honestly didn't watch that. But that I has like Bill Anna Hader Kendrick. in it. I like Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader a lot. But that looked a whole lot too much like Fred Christmas. Oh, did it? Or Fred Claus, or is whatever that that's the, called. Is that the concept? It's she's his daughter. She's Santa's daughter. Yes, and she's kind of like her own free spirit and not taking over the mantle of Santa Claus. And then the Santa Claus brother 
like disappears and she has to go find him or something. Mm, it's yeah. it it uh, that's the one I wasn't really on yeah. board with. I didn't and watch then, that. I did watch the uh, the high school musical, the musical, the show trailer. Oh, I did not watch that. So uh, I am honestly very intrigued just by what's happening with the concept. Is it going to be meta? So it's called High School Musical colon the musical colon the show. So they stole our multiple colon ideas. Okay. Sued. So first off, sued. You're so getting sued, Disney. I'm dropping a lawsuit tonight. Uh, but second off, after watching the trailer, so it appears that this is the concept. It is a office-esque styled documentary. So wow. there is a crew following around kids, actor kids. So it's staged. It's not like an actual documentary. So it's a fake documentary about a fake group of high school kids that are staging a production of high school, the musical, the musical. Like for their okay. high school play. Like their years high school play. All right. So all right. But their lives mirror the characters that they're playing in the musical. So it is I'm meta in that it, that it takes place in a world where High School Musical is a movie and was had Zac Efron and you know what I mean like yeah. all of that exists, but. There's it's a <laughs> I don't know it. I was like, OK, you know what? This sounds very confusing and way too heady for a Disney show. I'm in. Like, I'm, I'm in. at yep. least going to watch the pilot. <laughs> like, yeah. This sounds like such a weird concept. At first, the way it was pitched when it was announced, because you remember they did that big announcement meeting where they said all the things that yes, were coming yeah. to Disney Plus when they announced it, the way that I read it was that it was going to be an actual documentary following a uh, oh. real high school staging a production of High School Musical. And I was but like, it's oh, not. Well, that's cute. This is not. This is a fake documentary of fake high schoolers <coughs> staging a musical version or a like, stage musical. Of, yeah. So anyway, that was okay. way too much of an explanation. But sure. Yeah, check it out. Watch the trailer. Which is, very which is weird because next summer they're coming out with Camp Rock, colon, the movie, colon, the camp. And it's an actual <laughs> camp that you go to and you just watch Camp Rock and listen to Jonas Brothers songs. The whole time. The whole time. And, you, and you're forced to stay there. It's very strange. Yes. Um, and then I think the perfect way to end this conversation, this other stuff too, is to segue to Friday's episode. A little spoileristic preview. I if see you will. where you're going with this segue. With I like another it. Disney Plus show featuring the beloved Jeff Goldblum. Because okay, so we've already referenced in this episode that he reacts weirdly to Spider Man news. <laughs> but the glorious part of Jeff Goldblum is that he reacts weirdly to, to everything. everything. <laughs> and so Q, tell him what this show is, because so I'm intrigued by this. This show, okay, because Disney has acquired National Geographic. Yes. So <laughs> National Geographic is one of the subcategories on the new Disney Plus streaming service. And a National Geographic show that is coming out is called The World According to Jeff Goldblum. And it literally is just Jeff Goldblum learning the history behind insignificant things in your life. <laughs> so, like, like tennis shoes. Where were tennis shoes invented and why do we wear them? Well, Jeff Goldblum will find out, and he will learn with you. It's almost the st I'm going to get the same enjoyment from this show that I used to get watching An Idiot Abroad. Yeah. Oh, with, God. With I, that was a great show. And, I and loved Carl it. Pilkington. Yep. Because Carl Pilkington, I didn't know Carl Pilkington until, obviously, I think I met him when everybody else did on the Ricky Gervais podcast. Sure. That then got turned into that HBO show, which was just, mwah, just glorious in every way. Sure. And then... When they started doing an idiot abroad where they basically just forced him to go to places he wouldn't like is one of my favorite shows. Um, For sure. It's, it's one of my favorite travel shows. I ever. was about to say, it's a great take on a travel show. 
And I feel like I'm going to get the same enjoyment in the same funny bones as that show with this Jeff Goldblum. I just want to see Jeff Goldblum be at his bloomiest in the most benign of situations. Right. That's all I want. I want him to go to a cheese slice factory and like learn how cheese was made and have them show him and have him just react hugely and Jeff Goldblumly. (laughs) I want him to go to the mountains of Bolognese de Guerrero goes. And explain why in the world he used that as a reference talking about (laughs) Spider-Man. Or why in the world he used that accent. (laughs) Right. I do not know. (laughs) So, so yeah. So, all right, kids. Well, that's it uh, for this week's edition of Other Stuff 2. But now you know this Friday is coming out. Episode all about Jeff motherfucking Goldblum. And you're going to love it. So, tune in. We'll see you Friday. Follow the show, share it around, listen to Project Hyphen Slash Nerd. Not not hyphen and slash, just, no, just, uh, just hyphen. a hyphen. Just a hyphen. And, you know, high five colon the podcast. Find us, share us, make your family listen to us. Also, maybe check out High School Musical colon the musical colon the show colon, colon the podcast. The podcast. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Bye. Love it. <laughs> it's time to close the door to the writer's room once again as this week's award-winning High Five, the podcast episode, comes to an end. Feel free to reach out to the guys with your suggestions for episode topics by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E-T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. <sighs> Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast, on Twitter at high the number five the podcast, Instagram at high five the podcast, or on Letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you're listening to podcasts, and drop the show a five-star rating if you like what you hear. Even if you don't like what you hear, give us a high rating anyway. What's it costing you? Nothing. That's what we thought. See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.